Thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Hello. My name is Mark, and we're at it again for another week. We being I, Mark, you, Jackie, you, Miles. This podcast is now from <laughs> me to the two of you, and you, you have to podcast from yourself to the two of us. Um, you'll, you'll work on that. You'll figure it out. This is a podcast that talks about why the passive voice. No, that's not a passive voice. This is a podcast what? where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is talked about <laughs> on this podcast this by is a, us. A, a podcast that is made. Uh, we talk about the JoJo anime, and this week we're going to talk about Golden Wind episode 32. Don't worry, it doesn't matter that it's the, what is it, the 145th episode of the anime overall? No one cares. We didn't even, we didn't even podcast about them in order. You always bring it up, and then you say no one cares. Well... You know. Like, which is it? I guess I care. <laughs> Secretly, I care. Because we've watched 145 anime episodes. That is a lot of anime to And like watched. 12 or 13 OVAs and, no, like 14 or 15. This is a long-running podcast. We could have been like reading important books. Hey, Miles, could you pass me a coaster? Over there. Just grab that for me. You Thank didn't need you. to say that into the microphone. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's no other way to do it. There's no other way to do it. Wait, I don't have a coaster either. Oh my god. There's no other way to you do it. You know, the other it. day Thank I was Miles. thinking, I was like, we really should have, I, I should have ordered JoJo themed soft coasters instead of these mm-hmm. glass ones Belt. that don't even make me think of, uh, I should get sound dampening coasters. But this is now a reference to that guy who got sliced out. Oh, sorbet or gelato. We don't know. Yeah. No. We don't know. We have coasters that look like cross sections of brains. This has been CoasterCast. <laughs> because we're disgusting people. Sorry, everyone. I did. I was not prepared. That's okay. None of us really ever are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this week it's going to be a discussion about Green Day and Oasis Part 3. Not so much Green Day. I didn't like this episode. I liked it. Whoa. I liked it. It had everything that I want from JoJo. It felt too short. It felt like nothing happened. It did feel too short, though. Hey, but before we discuss the episode, shouldn't we check our email? Yeah, let's check our email. We always check our email. Yeah. Let me enter my passcode real quick. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got Yours it Yours was a weird lip smacking noise and mine was, I don't know what. Yours was just a bunch of firecrackers <laughs> going off on yeah. the L train. Yeah. The firecrackers. I wish my off. keyboard did that. Uh, okay. Yes. So these are uh, letters. What are they? These are. <laughs> it's correspondence. These are messages written to us uh, from email. You can write to us. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I've, I'm really sleepy. Uh, because we we haven't recorded after work in a long time. I think that's what it is. <clears throat> Weird energy, you guys. These are questions and comments sent to us uh, via our Gmail, which is jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Just before we read any emails, I want to say that Caleb reviewed us on iTunes and wrote, title of the review is, Hey, baby, it's a good podcast. Shouldn't you have a clean cut so we're not talking about passwords before that? Unless oh, you don't even that know in. that I... Well, now I don't have one. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> this podcast rules. You can send them an email with song lyrics and they'll actually play the song, The Absolute Madman. 
<laughs> also, they talk about some weird anime sometimes. Thanks, Caleb, Thanks. for viewing us on iTunes. Just look up JoJo's Bizarre Podcast uh, and then just look at it. Uh, <clears throat> okay. The first email that we have here comes from Martin. Martin! Martin says, Polnara for Polnareff has finally been revealed as a mysterious person at the Coliseum. What do you guys think has happened for him to end up here? P.S. Every time Mista gets brutally attacked, he wakes up feeling totally normal. Hmm. So, I have a, I have a weird, maybe insensitive question about Polnareff. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know if he can have sex, if that's your question. No, but I mean, if he Aww. uses a wheelchair, why yes. does he also have prosthetic legs? <laughs> that is a good question, right? Does he not need the... Is that not... That's a fair question, right? Maybe he can use them a little bit, but it gets tiresome. Okay. Maybe they worked for a while. Yeah, hold on a second. Because like... Yeah. Everybody like just goes to the Speedwagon Foundation and gets new limbs, limbs, and it's fine. That's, That's what Joseph point. did. No, That's what, what Joseph what, what, did. He got a new arm. But His Miles arm was fully functional. If you replace the legs with like metal ones that have like joints and stuff, that should mean that you would be walking on your prosthetic yes. legs. Yes, oh, so maybe okay. they stopped working. Yeah, maybe he got like the Speedwagon Foundation deal, and then they just stopped. They just working. sucked. I still feel that this is maybe an insensitive question. It is. And I take it all back. We're making it worse. <laughs> I've said this before. I've said this many times. I'll say it again. I think it's valid. My Twilight Zone style fear with bionic implants is that I get new robot feet and then the idiots that do the firmware, they fuck it up and my feet get bricked and I can't use them anymore just Aww. because of a bad update. Well, like it, like uh, Google was down. Google Cloud Services was down over the weekend, and some people who like had air conditioners that were like hooked up to Google Services. Holy mackerel! They're they're just AC stopped working, and I think there was other things like uh like the the doorbell thing or something. Nest, an, anything Nest powered? That's too yeah. Skynet for me. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm so glad we're gonna be dead before we have like fake <laughs> like brain transplants and shit. New Terminator coming out though. Is that true? Or you mean real life, like a Terminator is coming out of technology? I just saw a trailer. Oh, well, they haven't been good since 1990. Anyway, um, what do we think happened to Polnareff? I have some vague memories of what happened to Polnareff, so I'll let you guys talk. I have no idea. I don't know what to think. Great. Because he's not, he's got to be out of the fight. I Maybe he challenged the boss and that's why he's trying to defeat him. But I don't understand how Q is able to get away. If he tangled with the boss, because no one who tangles with the boss gets away. Yeah. Plus. He doesn't know the boss's identity, does he? I guess not. He doesn't. Or maybe he does. I just want to know what is. So, A, what happened to his legs? B, why is he helping these guys to defeat a mafia boss in Italy? Like, what does he have to do with any of this? Yeah. That, I mean, I think he knows something about the arrow. He keeps referring to its true power. So. And did he have a falling out with like Koichi and Jotaro because they were in like the first episode? Well, Koichi he never met. Jotaro he met. We would presume that if he was still in contact oh, with with, with Jotaro though, okay. that he would have met Koichi at this point. True, I think if if Jotaro is sending Koichi on his arrow missions, or yeah, what, no, his stand like, missions, not even arrow related. If I was Jotaro and I was like, "Let me send you to Italy," I'd be like, "Also, my friend in France is like." nearby you can just take the train and come on over you know like they could have met maybe maybe they lost touch they had a falling out they might have lost touch they might have lost touch people people can lose touch as they get old seasons change so at the end of part three 
feelings change. Paul Nareff, what? He just went back to France? I think that's what he said. Yeah, he took his like uh, like hobo bindle with mm. him and mm-hmm. just walked away at the he airport. He was like, it's the only home I know or something like that. And then he was like, thank God I can go into an airport to say goodbye to friends. <laughs> I don't have to have a ticket and go through security. It's a different time. Different time. Anyway, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to him. I, he must have gotten into a fight but it, or something, but it'd be funny if it was just like... It was a shark. Just a weird accident yeah. or like... You think that's funny? Not funny, but like, I mean, just it, because... <laughs> it could be a degenerative like, disease. The kind of person that he is, like you would think that he would have lost it in like a epic battle of some sort, yeah. but it might just be like, I don't know. I Shit happens. <laughs> it's going to be bonkers, whatever it is, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Maybe playing with your expectations. Maybe it's like a totally normal thing. True. It's you a know? genetic defect. Mm-hmm. Why does he... I want to know why Paul Nerev has a... An eye patch. A pink eye patch that's like see-through. It's his favorite color. What's that all about? It's not really a good patch, is it? Is it a mini computer? What is it? Maybe it's very sensitive. Well, he has a scar over that eye. Ah. There's a vertical scar over his eye. So maybe now it's very sensitive to anything that's not properly color balanced. And so he tints it red. Vertical scar eyes. I also want to know how he... (laughs) I'm not making that a musical reference, no matter what happens. I also want to know why he still does his hair the exact same way. Because, Jackie, some things are worth preserving. <laughs> That's his style, man. Like, when you catch on to his style, you don't, you don't change it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like... Like, he can't walk anymore. You know, he had to give that up. But if you can still do your hair in the coolest way possible... Yeah, his hair can still stand. I don't like his hair. Miles. <laughs> I never liked it. Not... No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do you think his stand still works? That's what I was going to ask. Mm. I think so. Does his, or is his stand? Don't. Maybe his stand's in a wheelchair. <laughs> mm. I don't think so. It must work because Joseph's hand, Joseph's stand probably. I don't know. No, he didn't. Have, his stand was a bunch of vines. Yeah. He, Joseph might as well have just been like a spine flopping around. <laughs> All right. I want someone who knows about accessibility to like message us. Shit on us. Why we're fucking stupid just shit all (laughs) just shit all over us uh we know we're stupid uh but also i'm sorry and i'm just ignorant anyway this email comes from link uh link link says i'm finally caught up with the we're link we're we're, we cut up your email everybody we cut up your emails i'm sorry uh link says i'm finally caught up with the anime and i'm deeply ashamed about my overused ps I previously submitted. It's okay. It's it okay. It wasn't overused. You were just the second person and we don't do redundancy. Uh, but it's also, okay. We don't do redundancy. We don't do redundancy. If there's one thing we don't do. <laughs> we don't get repetitive either. Right. Right. We right. are very original. That's right. Anyway, if you were to assign a Pokemon to each Jojo, which would you give? I feel that Joseph would have a Tangela to match his Hermit Purple. P.S. At Ash Ketchum was a Hamon user and used energy to preserve his age. I will not debate this. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair enough. I I feel like the JoJo's are hard because they have such versatile stands and very humanoid stands. Hmm. Let's think. So we got Machop. I was going to say. Machamp. 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 Jotaro is either one of the Machamps or one of the... The Hitmongs. Or uh, nah, nah, that those are too or like, like movable. What I think if, he's or like, like a, a Mewtwo, because Mewtwo is like a fucking sexy psychic, cat. It's psychic true. like time lord. 
Kind of thing. Kyristan would be Mewtwo. Oh that's yeah, ass cat. Oh, oh, that's true. Joe thought it would be what? What are the what are the rock ones? Geodude. Geodude. Graveler. Graveler. Golem. Golem. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I think Golem has an evolution hey, now. Where did you get my Pokemon card binder? Put that away. <laughs> You're just flipping through all of my Onyx. Hollows. Onyx. Onyx. Honor. No, he's he's not like because he needs to have big stupid arms. True. Because he he <laughs> hits things. Machamp. Machamp has like he's like a fucking spider. He's a big rock man with <laughs> with like with four muscle arms. I think it's six. I think he has six arms. Whoa. Six muscle arms. I'm just picturing like Vajra. I don't know what that one looks like. I don't know what you're talking about. Just a Hindu god. Anyway. Um Josuke? I don't know. Shiva. Sorry. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> no, it isn't. There probably is a Pokemon now that corresponds really well with each of them. I just only oh, know yeah. like the original 150. Maybe like 250 pretty well. Like Polnareff could have like Farfetch'd. It's like a sort of a sword wielder. It's true. But he's not a Jojo. Is oh, Abdul would be You easy. mean the Leek? Yeah. Farfetch'd Leek is a... But it's supposed to be like a sword, right? Yes. I guess. He's like Zatoichi, but he's a bird. I think more like a Zapdos. Abdul's like is like Moltres. Right? Okay. Yes. Oh, there you go. Okay. Zap. Okay. Moltres. I think Polnareff is Zapdos. I think. What? Wait, why is he Zapdos? I don't know. That should be Red Hot Chili Peppers. They user. Like yeah. they would match. Well, if you got to go by feeling alone. They just feel right. <laughs> I respect right. you. It's spiky. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and it's legendary. Oh. It's true. He is legendary. Kakuins is something viney. What's that Pokemon that goes in your ass? <laughs> Josuke Josuke is Vulpix because he's pretty. Yep. He's got the nice hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vulpix. Balls. Yeah. Thanks for That's that. all the Pokemon. This next email is from Polaris. I would like to retract my previous statement. I no longer feel bad for Seko. Noted. I did in the beginning, and then Seko stopped feeling bad for Chocolata, and I stopped feeling bad for Seko. I liked that heel turn, and then I no longer understood his motivation. Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all the JoJo characters, dead or alive, we have seen so far, who would you like to get their own spin-off animated show? For me, it would be Fugo, simply because we didn't get to see much of him at all. I wonder if he's coming back. I still hold out hope. Um, We have Rohan already, which is great. Yeah, Rohan has a spin-off, yeah. There is a not. Oh, read the P.S. Oh, P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so muddy. Ugh. I think that's good. I like that. All right, spinoffs. I've said Lisa Lisa like every single time. I bring it up when no one asks, so I'm not going to say Lisa Lisa <laughs> Lisa Lisa this time. You're that tweet where it's like nobody colon <laughs> yeah. emptiness and, and jagging. Lisa Lisa should have gotten a better story. <laughs> no, 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 not even. It's just like I need a Lisa Lisa prequel and I need it now. Like I yeah. need like before she meets these guys. Like what? What was she in her youth? What was she, like? How did she become the master teacher person? Who you know? are you? There's so many stories that could be told in JoJo, which is what's great about it. And yet, what's not great is that. Nobody can write them. Um, there is, but a, there also is, Mikitaka. We've mentioned Mikitaka. Mikitaka could have a good, true. It'd be great. Spin-off. I would watch the show about Kira's boring life. Yes, just him at an office. Yeah. Oh, I would watch a show just about Dio. Oh yeah. Just like you could make several shows. Yeah. Out of his life, just Dio. Um, there is a light novel not written by Araki about uh, Fugo, I believe, called Purple Haze Feedback. Uh, so it's non-canonical, but 
people really non canonical non canonical but people really love it people um have recommended it to me several times and i have refused to see them uh, for the third time. I want to see Trendy Tony's cooking show. Yes. I want to see a travel show co-hosted by Joseph Joestar and Koichi. Okay. Aw. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Joseph and Koichi? Yeah. Why? Because Joseph, because Koichi also likes traveling. Okay. We we got to see him want to sample all the delights of Italy in the brief moments he was in the season. Okay. And a nature show uh, hosted by Joestar. Uh, that's true. It's yes. just the ocean. Yes. Yeah. When things go on land, he's like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's not See, interested. Yeah. It's like a nature document, uh, ocean documentary. Uh, Chad writes in, hello, Chad. I assume there was a aloha somewhere. So aloha. Aloha. Uh, Chad assumes that the upcoming episodes are going to get weird time-wise and sent us a video of some kids kind of standing around and mocking how time works or doesn't work in anime where things seem to take forever. Um, Jen asks, what's a show or movie you think might be better with psychic alien ghosts? Mm. P.S. Every time Seko dives, he's chasing Bucciolati. Well, that's true. That's mm, pretty good. That's just true. That's pretty good. I like Better it. with psychic time what? Alien, psychic alien ghosts. I don't know. Maybe like Downton Abbey. Like I would watch Downton <laughs> Abbey if it had that description in there if like they were like old people but then some of them died and uh would just like read your thoughts and you know they would talk mm, to you from the walls mm. of the of the downtown that sounds good of the, like that the abbey that's that downtown mm-hmm. the picture chad sent was of paul Nareff and that nazi guy from part stroheim two. let me see him look kind of alike mm-hmm. oh right yeah because they both have one eye they have the same hair they they've always this. had the same hair Yes. Yeah, but they both now have one eye covered and are like partially uh, robotic. Any relation? Probably not. No relation. Just Araki liked it nice. He liked it so nice he used it twice. Who's to say? I can't think of any shows. Do what? any shows already have psychic alien ghosts? What about like Buffy? Maybe like Queer Eye. <laughs> Queer Eye? <laughs> <laughs> Just like a reality that show. That look won't work out for you. I guarantee it. Yeah. And you just cut to some ghost, like, nodding. <laughs> being like, it really wouldn't. I know this. Uh, No, but Buffy has psychic ghost stuff already. Uh, well, if they don't, this would be the missing piece. Mm-hmm. I think. This one is from Aaron. Uh, being a part of the JoJo community for a while, I have been noticing more, a lot more. Miles, you fucked up. <laughs> no? I copy-pasted this. Okay. I, have, I would never. I've been noticing. I was like, "What kind of co- like editor are you?" Um, I've been noticing more, a lot more gatekeeping going on. Gatekeeping word used to describe when someone sets a standard slash limit on what someone must do to call themselves a true fan of something slash someone. That's not the only thing gatekeeping. gatekeeping nope, means. that's it. Because it's not just about being a fan. It's also just like. I don't know, like excluding people um, be, or like being elitist. Um, I see that. I see this most frequency in gatekeepers calling new fans part skippers. Part skippers. Which is just so pathetic in my opinion. Maybe having bad eggs is inevitable in fan communities. I just don't want to see this fun and wonderful community to be overrun by a-holes like the Rick and Morty fandom. Just want to hear your thoughts about this. Please Keep sending us your rants. I love rants. P.S. My lovable cone-haired French boy is back. Cue fireworks. Cool. 
I was not aware of this. I'm not really part of the JoJo's fan community. I mean, I think there's always going to be people who are like, oh, I was into this before. That's or me. like, that's me every time. You don't know about this hey, obscure feel thing. Yeah. Fucking shut up. Shut up if you feel that way, you dumbass. Here's the thing. I, if I shame part skippers, it's just because I want them to enjoy the thing that I enjoy and I want them to have the best experience. What is a part skipper? But I don't, I don't really look down on anyone because I understand that time is at a premium these days. This is why I married him because he doesn't look down on anyone. Part skipping <laughs> is, uh, it's true. When Jackie and I talk, I get on a, I sit down on a stool and look up at her. Um, part skippers are people who, um, they're like, oh, I heard part one isn't good. I'm not going to read part one. I'm just going to go straight to two or three. Or I only like, I'm only interested in stands. I'll just start reading a part three. Or I heard part six is just bad. I tell everyone to just start with part five. It's great. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> Nobody can stop me. That's funny. You fool. If you disagree with me, shut up. See, this is, this is where I do get emotional because I'm like, you're missing out on all the good stuff. The good stuff is part five. It's good. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't think it's that whole, like, you're not a real fan thing. Like, that's that's for when you're 15. I'm only yeah. talking to people who would never watch the show anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would never watch it. You're just like, just watch part five. You're trying to negotiate with them. Yes. Like, let me convince you. Just like, watch part five. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Because, like, otherwise, see, that's the thing. It's like, you, if they're probably, like, it's very unlikely that they would ever watch it. And you're just like, but you are like sticking to your guns where you're like, no, you must experience the whole thing. Then it's like, okay, watch this show. It's really good. No, I promise you should really watch it. But now you have to watch like 500 episodes. (laughs) Like, no one's going to do that. No one's going to say, oh man, that seems like a big commitment. You know, who was that? That comedian? Was it Joe Mandy? I think who was talking about with TV when people say, oh, you have to watch from the beginning. And he was like, that's like if someone said, oh, do you read Time Magazine? And I was like, yeah, sometimes I'll read Time Magazine. Like, no, no, no. You have to go back and read every issue of Time Magazine. You can't miss him. So I understand that, you know, not everyone can do it. But I am always just like, please try to watch it all because it pays off. So my whole thing with anything, basically, is if you like something a lot and you know some things about it, you're a fan and no one can tell you you're not a fan and no one can tell you you're doing it wrong. You can't do it wrong. That's There's true. no right way to do it. There's no right way to enjoy something. That's right. Like a Reese's cup. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Wait, isn't, th- is that their slogan? I don't think so. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Oh, that sounds that right. Is- actually, when you say it, I want a Reese's, <laughs> which is ridiculous because I jammed it into my nostrils once Ooh. and oh boy, <laughs> nothing right about that like think of every possible weird way to watch it it's valid if you want to watch it backwards starting from please tell us if you're doing this please i would like to see how that works out if you watch it like every episode just backwards just make a podcast about it (laughs) you're like all right i don't know what the fuck is going on what is a stand okay (laughs) oh there's some guy named dio who's this guy's father i don't know what that means right (laughs) anyway um <laughs> okay that could be a fun way oh, to do it why oh my god get used to this. but yeah don't let anybody tell you who the fuck you are yeah 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 yeah, yeah. All right, all right. um <laughs> should i read the last email yeah why not yeah but i've just decided that if you're gonna condescend to people about their tastes you have to be 
younger than someone who can have a driver's license. And if you do have your driver's license and you're like, lol, imagine not really being a fan, then you can't drive anymore. And the government <laughs> or me takes your license away and say, now you're a child again. You needed to like Aww. invent the fandom. <laughs> you needed to like, like if Araki, no, not even because at that point, no, like, I think he could do it. <laughs> maybe. But I think I also, I also believe that like once an artist puts something out there, it's not really theirs. Anymore. I want to believe that. But I also want to believe in like true like I think they influence auteur the fandom. theory. Yeah, I think they they influence the fan culture, but like it it escapes them. Like they can't control it anymore. True. I think you have to royally fuck up like George Lucas or something, and then I'm like, <laughs> never mind. But this is so inter- this is so connected because it's just one person making it. You know, I mean, okay, well, that's not really fair. There's people. There's he has assistants and all that. Yeah. So that's not really true. Someone either. colors things in for him. I think. Probably. For the covers and stuff. Yeah. He just tells them. He's like, make it pink. <laughs> Maybe someone proofreads it or edits it for him. Nah. Somebody no. must. There was an editor in the Rohan arc, so he must have an editor in real life because Rohan is a autobiographical character. Of in course. Every, in every way. Oh. Uh, this email is from a different Aaron. I thought it was from the same Aaron who just I know. loved us. I was about to be like, no double dipping, Aaron. You right. already double dipped on A. <laughs> you can't do it with emails but oh, this is a so different the, the letter a yeah hey guys hope you're having a great day thank you now that we've seen the boss's henchman he calls when he's desperate tiziano squalo carne chocolata and secco i was hoping you could solve an argument i was having with a friend on whether you think la squadra could have taken down the boss if Giorno and the gang didn't exist i personally think they could have as their standability seemed a lot stronger than Giorno and company and it usually took two to three people to finish off each member of La Squadra. My friend is diehard saying it was team versus team. La Squadra would get destroyed because of KC. KC. King Crimson. Oh. But with stands like Grateful Dead or Man in the Mirror, they could handle KC in a second. Wow. Just wanted to see what you guys thought. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, Paul Nerif hits my DMs to meet him in Rome to grab an arrow, and that makes me horny. Pretty good. True. So... If we agree with you, you're going to play this for your friend. And if we don't agree with you, you're going to pretend this never happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never got you that also, far. You also told us what your point of view is. So if we like you, we have oh, to you're agree right. with you. <laughs> Aaron fucked up. Um, I don't know. Because, yeah, on paper, if you just showed me these powers and these powers, mm. I would be like, yeah, this, the, the assassination squad would win. Like, they just have these bananas strong powers but then like didn't narancia beat two people at once didn't he beat the stupid Mm. liar stand talking head and the shark stand crash yes didn't he beat them both even though they were both whatever those were not well matched stands though yeah it was a weird thing um and the mirror the mirror power was pretty scary and it is Mm -hmm. true that the only one who ended up beating the mirror power was giorno because he creates life Right. Um, so in that, I think that's probably the best argument is that, uh, you know, an extremely scary stand like mm-hmm. uh, Fugo's didn't work against um, Man in the Mirror, but we had to use God Giorno to defeat him. So I think that's a decent argument against um, the idea of King Crimson winning. So the question is whether La Squadra can beat King, King, King Crimson. That's the question. Mm-hmm. I think they can. Also, g- gelato and sorbet don't do anything. They just die. <laughs> they just die. They just die. One but of them just makes you tell lies, which 
I think I, I do think that anyway. They have a lot of I like what you're saying that they have a lot of scary stands and they can and they're smart. They can use them in smart ways because I think what they need to be able to do is outsmart the boss. You know, their you problem is. Him. Oh wait, wait, wait. What? Here's the thing. Okay, the person Aaron who wrote us is actually talking about two different groups of stand users. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. Because um. Aaron brings up the boss's henchmen. He calls me. He's desperate. Tiziano, Squalo, Cardinal, Chocolata, and Seco. Those are not La Squadra. I forgot. Those are like, it's called the boss's elite guard or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, and mm-hmm. we're talking about the assassins. Right. La Squadra is Sorbet, Gelato, Formaggio, fucking Melons. Uh, so who is he Pesci. saying could beat the boss? He's asking if La Squadra, which, so we have Pesci with the fishing line. No, yes. not going to work. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No. Uh, Grateful Dead aging people doesn't matter. King Crimson. No, why not? Because uh, that could that could fuck because him up. Diavolo looks amazing for his age already. He no, that is could fuck pretending him Pretending to be like a fourteen year old or whatever when he's like a f- fucking full grown ass he, man. I think that one can be used effectively. I don't think so. Continue. I don't think so. Continue. I think he skips the aging process. I I just think that no, he still can't skip the aging process. What are you talking about? I don't know because King Crimson human. skips time. Um, <laughs> no, I do think Man in the Mirror though is still just probably the best argument against King Crimson. Man in the Mirror is scary. I think it's possible, but I guess if you can kill things in one side and they reflect on the other, dead. Miles, your thoughts? I have no idea, man. Oh. I think... I feel like Fugo Stan would beat the boss on his own. Just nasty-ass virus? Yeah. I think it's not about the powers. It's about how smart you are. The problem is they never worked together, so we don't get... I mean, not all together, so we don't get to see like how all of them... Their powers combine to kill the boss. Yeah, well, we saw two of the elite squad, or whatever they're called, work together and... To devastating effect. Not really. Seko and Chocolata? Oh, I meant uh, Narancha getting bitten by a fish and telling lies. Oh, yeah, that was stupid. Psycho and Chocolata are a, are a monster combo. They're a though. much better pair, much stronger. Like, they took down half of Rome. Yeah. Hmm. Their synergy <laughs> is amazing. Should we talk about this anime now? Yeah. Are we done with the emails? We're done. If you want to be an email, write to us at jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. And that's it. Follow but, us on Twitter at JJBpod. Yeah. I forgot for a minute. Anyway, I didn't like this episode, but I'm going to recap it anyway, just for you guys. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Are you looking at us or are you talking to the readers? To the listeners. The viewers. To the listeners. I'm telling I don't care about you guys. <laughs> Damn. You guys looking at you. I care Damn. about you guys talking to people that don't exist in this room right now. But you will hear this one day. One day. Maybe. One day you will know that I care as, about as you. As of right now, you don't know that. You're out there and I care about you. But anyway, uh, but I'm wondering also if by the end of this recap, I might change my mind about this episode. <laughs> That's what I'm secretly so you're, hoping. You're Stay tuned, listener. I'm you're, you're secretly open. hoping that like after I go there, I'm like, oh, you know what? Something's happened in this episode. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Anyway, are you ready to recap? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> It starts with a recap. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, and 
I don't know. What's his name? Seko is is confronting uh, Bucciolati and he like he's like, oh, you know, they notice that the mold is gone and they're like. When, like, uh, all right, let me hold on. Okay. They, they notice that the mold is gone and Bucciolati, they, they conclude that Chocolata must be dead. Yes. And Seko is like, oh, no. And he checks his voicemail. And I don't know when Chocolata had all the time to write this him a voicemail no to, yeah, to, never, to never leave this. him a voicemail. Because <laughs> this voicemail had to have been when he falls out of the helicopter, right? And is playing dead. Yeah. Which, which means you can't talk. Here's yeah. the thing. If, if if we saw, like, say there was a flashback to Giorno getting ready to approach Chocolata and we just see his mouth moving and we're like, oh my God, he was leaving a voicemail. <laughs> when he's not playing dead, I'm like, that's cool. But when he's supposed to be dead and he's like, uh, anyway, um, yeah, so I think I'm going to die. What, you know, wouldn't Giorno <laughs> be like, you're alive, you fucker. You're on a cell phone. This is so insulting. <laughs> Did can, he have both arms? I can arms? hear you whispering. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so Chocolata left him a voicemail and he tells him about the Coliseum and he tells him all this st- like oh they're waiting for this guy the guy knows how to defeat the boss blah 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 and I'm like again how does he know any of this he says stick the sticky fingers said it out loud but I don't remember that I don't think so no 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 he said he heard sex pistols talking about it sorry that's what I meant oh, which is weird the though the bullets were talking there's yeah. only one bullet, but like near him, I think. Well, there's a few in the helicopter, but I don't think they really say anything. Not during they don't say the episode. All this. We didn't see it happen, so it must not have happened. I don't. This is all really shady. I don't trust it. What if that wasn't really Chocolata? <gasps> it was Paul Nareff. No one else yeah. has the digits to Seko's phone, though. So while they're talking about this, they see this blinking light coming from the Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So. He hears the voicemail and he's like, oh no, Seko is like, oh no, Chocolata is dead. And then he's like, you know, screw him. I, I don't care about him anymore because, you know, I thought he was strong, but he's just weak. And he spits on his camera and then he turns his camera into like mud glue. I thought that was cool as hell. <laughs> he melts it. Um, and he's like, I hate your guts and stuff. And then yeah and then i think at this point is when he sees the light yeah so they see the light and like we see that it's wait actually we should talk about how do we feel about seko and not really liking chocolata now so i liked that i thought it was funny it just then i was after that i was like so why is he fighting them then it just i i didn't like it it yeah, felt, it would have been it nice made if, it he, pointless. if he was because part of me thinks he was sort of hiding his real emotions but yeah there's nothing to indicate that you know yeah. what i mean aside from the fact that it is such an abrupt turn yeah and they sh- he shoehorns in an explanation kind of at the end he goes like oh i was gonna try to kill the boss but now i guess i'll stay with the organization yeah right well, i thought he was just giving up being like th- and that's where you could loop it around and have him be like i have nobody else now yeah it's just easier for me to have someone to tell me what to do yeah it was weird but funny <laughs> yeah it, it was, was just it was unexpected for sure Anyway, so they see a light coming from the Coliseum. Yes. And then I think now we see... we, And it's Polnareff. We yes, see that it's Polnareff. Definitely Polnareff. <laughs> I guess we should talk about that. <laughs> well, what annoyed me about this is Seko w- could see that it was somebody in a wheelchair with prosthetic legs. Yep. And I was like, does he have Jotaro vision now? Is that part of his... Yeah. Also, power? Polnareff is a cat uh, with glowing eyes in the darkness. Right. Just like that... <gasps> 
Well, yeah. no, wasn't he wearing binoculars or something? He must uh, yeah, have been binoculars. He must or have something. had like a flashlight. Oh, damn! Or I didn't even think about that. <laughs> no, he's not a cat. <laughs> no, I just I was like, how do you see his eyes reflecting in the darkness? So yeah, it's Paul Narev. Yeah, it's Paul Narev, and because it's in the newer style, it just looks like Paul Narev lost a bunch of muscle mass. Mm. Yes, which would make he has a much more gaunt face. Yeah, he well, he looks more normal now. True, but it is still sort of upsetting. What happened to my my big ham sized? Polnara friend. Does he have eyebrows now? Oh, that's a good good I, cue. I gotta look. Um, See if you can find the A. One thing. No, still no brows. That is like nope. also another thing that's stupid. I feel like Seko doesn't make any sense this episode. Like as a person, he's none of his dialogue makes sense. Okay. Because the next thing that I wrote down was that he's like, "Hey, Coliseum sounds like Karose." In, which means okay. kill in Japanese. So how the fuck does this guy know Japanese? It doesn't make any sense. How does sense. anybody? Know, how does he know Japanese? And how does he expect someone else to know Japanese who's like Italian? Because like, <laughs> if I were to make a Japanese pun at like work or something, people would to to like just a random like non-Japanese person, they would be like, "What? <laughs> I don't make those jokes." You know what I mean? Well, I, not that I have a lot of Japanese puns to make in the first place, but like, you know, or or like, I don't know, like. Why? Why does he know Japanese he, he enough also, to make a pun? Why does he expect anyone else to get his joke? He calls Was him language teacher, re- which uh. makes no sense. He calls Bucciolati language teacher. Does he know a lot end. of languages? No, because he corrected know. his grammar in the last episode or something like that. No, he t- he told him the word he was looking for, yes, I yes, think, yes. when he was like, do you mean clever or whatever? Right. Okay, that kind of makes more sense. But yeah, the idea is that, so the Italian word for Colosseum is Coloseo, in Japanese, they don't really have the L sound, nor do they really have an R either. But it was, so it would be koroseo, which is close to koroseyo, which is like kill it, mm. kill him. So it's almost identical. It's a pretty good pun, actually. It's a pretty good pun. But uh, yeah, they should have all, had a, a ten-minute flashback about him learning how <laughs> learning that word in Japanese, explaining how he knows that word in Japanese, or maybe it's just be like, oh yeah, I know how to say kill in every language, don't you? <laughs> this it sounds more like a gyacho sort of bit. That would he would just right. be like upset about foreign languages and Japanese, mm-hmm. which by the way, I feel like translation usually would take this opportunity to go, okay, well, this is a lot to explain to people who don't have an ear for it. So let's make a different pun using English as the base because this is an English subtitle. Oh, what was but the they just subtitle? gave up and they were, oh. they wrote in, in Roman letters Kodoseo. Oh. So like which I I prefer yeah. as someone who likes languages, but it's strange. I feel like they usually try to figure out like the whole clever sever never cleaver beaver whatever the fuck it was mm-hmm. last episode beaver where it was just a totally different word for english audiences i don't know man anyway the next thing i have written oh, down go ahead maybe we're we already passed it maybe we haven't but when Seko runs away he's dummy thick <laughs> yes his, you remarked yeah. on his little booty his ass is, his big booty his big booty is up there i did not write anything down about his booty well, you I'm didn't sorry. have to. I'm sorry. I got thank it. you, thank you for for. I, I got a mind like a steel ass. Calling that down. Speaking calling of Paul Nareff, I we weren't am <laughs> worried. Talking about ass. I wrote down. I don't want to know how the show treats disabled people. I'm a little worried about it. Oh, but nothing has happened yet. I don't. I mean, probably. <laughs> I I don't know. Probably about as well as this podcast. I don't know. True. <laughs> probably better. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
Right. So the next thing I have written. Chariot does refer to a wheeled vehicle. I'm going to throw my book. No, I'm just thinking that if there was a stand that was in a wheelchair, it would make the most sense for Uh, something called Silver Chariot. Good point. Good point. Uh, Wheel of Fortune also Foreshadowing. Uh, He knew all along he was going to take away Paul Neris' legs. Wow. Anyway. So Seca runs away and Bucciarati throws a pole. Yes. So what I have written down is that Bucciarati is pole dancing. What are you looking at, Mark? Oh, you're saying, well, after the pole gets like turned around, turned around on him. I thought this no, was a very cool attack. he jumps up on a pole. He jumps up. He throws it at Seko, who dodges it, and then is like, what? And it starts zipping around him. Yeah. And then somehow- it, That's later. He punches it back at Bucciarati, and it cuts his throat open. Yes. And it's fine? Mostly fine. Is, is he just invincible now? Bucciolati? Yeah. Kind of. He's, and Seko is like, your body is weird. And that's not nice. Don't yeah, tell people that their body true. is that's weird. That's really hurtful. Your body is weird. Are you doing your body is a wonderland? Uh-huh. A little stretch. <laughs> a little bit. We not got, enough syllables. There's a W and R, a D. Your body is a weirder land. Eh, okay. That's sure. Anyway. Oh, bu- wait a minute. That all happened before they, they see <laughs> Polnareff in the Coliseum. Yeah. Whoops. Well, no around. one really cares. None of our listeners actually care about I, it. I thought yeah. I didn't write anything down about that, but I did. And uh Bucciarati yeah. then gets punched into some glass. Yes. Yes. And he just falls into the zipper ground. He just opens yeah. his, up a zipper and he well, just the, falls the into the Well, the glass all stays in him and Seko remarks oh, yeah. on the fact that uh, there's like not a lot of blood or whatever coming out of the glass wounds so where does he go when he goes through the zipper ground is it like a portal through a wall like does there have to be empty space on the other side there has to be empty space that's what i think can he just hide in the dirt he can't just hide he is also made out of matter i think if you picture just like imagine solid but not so solid material in front of you and just take a wedge you know like a door wedge and just push it through the material, it would sort of part, you know, like an ocean, like the Red Sea being parted, and you just are behind the wedge as it moves forward. I think that's what is happening here. So he can just zip his way through solid material. Correct. Okay. That's very powerful. That's what I think he's doing. He's just sort of pushing it all to the side with a zipper. It's a little bit vague because there's a lot of shots of Seko swimming after Oh, yeah, someone just gave up. Which makes sense. But Bucciarati Mm -hmm. is traveling by walking through zipper after zipper after zipper. Yeah, it's super... I feel like going through a zipper would move you further than swimming. And yet he did not... Gain ground on Seco. Seco the way, the way I'm picturing it, your it, your it's, explanation it's makes sense for you. Makes sense for, for you. Makes your explanation makes more sense. But the way that I picture, like if I zipper, if I want to zipper through a building, like it's like portal, like right. <laughs> you know, like can you come out wherever you want, or yeah. do you have to come out on the other side of like the wall? if you want to zipper through a mountain. You open up a zipper on one side and you end up on the other side of the mountain. And so you kind of shortcut. Oh, no, I'm not picturing that. That's what I think. And you're never in the middle of the mountain. You're never in the middle of the mountain. You just shortcut to the other side. So this whole time, Bucciarati is in the middle of the mountain. Like he never gets gets out. So that must mean that Mark's theory is correct and that I'm wrong. That's just what I think. But like what you're saying makes more sense in terms of the anime. It doesn't make more sense in general, but it makes more sense... In no, the way it, that this it, anime it make, makes it sense. It makes sense to, to me in real life. I could picture this happening. Oh, yeah? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, for real, I do. So in order, so in order, if so, in your in your theory, in order to zip up a, a zip through a mountain, you would zipper on one side of the mountain and then like zip, 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 zip all the way through. Yeah, and you're and it like it's like doors open in the mountain, basically. Like, yeah, the I guess solid so. matter just moves. But when you go through the zipper, then don't you just run into a wall? I don't understand. You just keep zipping. You got to keep zipping. Yeah, zip, okay. zip, 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 zip. So, Deep and zipping. then the other question I have is: so he when you when he opens the zipper, there's this swirling purple mess on the other side. Oh, That's don't just even cool. don't even bother what asking about this. <laughs> It's just like it's the just world cool. or Araki being like, I am not sure what's here yet. You mean in general, right? Because every time he zippers, like when you look into any of his zippers, you see just like purple shit. Right. There's not another room on the other side. <laughs> yeah. It's purple. I think that his zipper space is like yeah, a, zipper space. a just magical area okay. that doesn't exist kind of like there's like the mirror world and stuff this right. is like the this, zipper world it's the purple world it's the zipper world and it's purple it's paisley park <laughs> yeah and it has like it's swirly too it's like what is paisley park it's where it's prince's mansion mm. oh i don't know anything about this yeah so what happens so he zips into the ground uh but like it, he's like behind a piece of glass and he zips into the ground and psycho goes to punch it but he zipped away but Bujarati skipped away um, and Seko is like, he can tell when he's moving. So we learned that Seko can use his underwater, underground it, power. He can hear better underwater or underground or and, wherever they are. Just not how sound works. And Bucciolati figures this out all on his own. Cause he's like, he's chasing me and I know that he can, whatever, whatever, like he can hear me and stuff. Wait, isn't it true that sound carries better in the water? Yeah, what no, I I skipped no. I skipped the science stuff. Wouldn't it because there's more to reverberate? If it, I think if the sound is made in the water. No. No. Because it's just like air or anything else. There's more to resist. Well, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if that's true. Seko in his head is like talking to himself or whatever. He's talking to the to us, I guess, to the viewer, and he's like, "Uh, you're gonna die here, Bucciolati." Um. Etc. Etc. And then he he reaches Buccio, he reaches Bucciolati, but he doesn't reach Bucciolati because it's actually a leaky water pipe that uh, Bucciolati somehow broke. is like one of those classic like Japanese estate pipes that are in the back. You know what I mean? That keep filling and then dipping and going. Boo. Is that what? That oh no, is? they don't go. Boo. They go like. Dook. You know what I'm talking about? That's just how what it reminded me of when like there's a big bamboo. I don't know what you're Conduit, I'm too tired to even finish Sound waves travel four times faster in water than they do in air. But how much clearer? Wow. I don't know. Ha ha. I've decided that's what I meant. But the, like, because there's more material, it, it vibrates, there's more for it to vibrate. That's crazy. But that's how he locates people. It's like a sonar type of thing. Okay, okay, fine. Um, and so, Seko was kind of tricked or whatever by... Bucciolati, but it doesn't really matter because he's like aha i'm gonna find you anyway and then he's like you must be standing really still because i can't hear you oh, at some um, point by the way doesn't he call his stand like a piss stained uh sticky fingers yes yeah why does he say that I, I don't i think in the japanese he's like so at the end of a sentence like like shitted He's like your shitted <laughs> sticky fingers your shitty stand that's uncalled for i i don't know it's really weird um, it's out of nowhere. It's like, thank God we went two episodes without hearing piss. 
Yeah, well, it's about to get also gross. It's about to get a lot pissier. It's about to get gross some more because uh, Seko kind of pops his head out of the ground like a oh, mole. I hate this. And he just starts putting dirt in his mouth, like mud in his mouth. Um, I was eating at the time and I wish I weren't. He was like in the middle, like he's in the middle disgusting. of saying something. He's just like, and anyway. <laughs> okay. Not only was this disgusting, him eating mud and then spitting it straight up into the air. They made every sound disgusting, and this doesn't make any fucking sense. None at all. I Explain think it makes why, Mark. No, okay. I did the math. The so, type of well, soil. Let's, let's say what he's doing anyway. The type of okay. What is he doing? He's eating the soil, which he made muddy with his stand yeah. power. Yeah. He spits it up into the air, and when it moves away from his body, it solidifies into spikes and falls down into the ground. No, I think when it falls, it becomes spike-like, which makes more sense to me. Wait, what? No, no, no. It makes sense for it to turn hard the farther away it gets, doesn't it? Because the proximity yes. to him is what makes things soft. Yes, but I'm saying as things fall, they become pointy, I think. Oh, I, right. But they become hard because like they're away from him. Yes. Um, but And that stabs Bucciarati a and bunch. And they shoot back down and they stab. And it just creates like a, like just a lot of... Uh, it's like a rain spikes. of yeah spikes so Ra- this, it's just raining spikes now this was like a little bit of a jump scare like butcherati's like what's he doing i can't hear anything and then suddenly there's a spike through his throat yeah that's uh, pretty dope actually. this is just dumb because so why do you hate it, i was gonna pretend i knew something about the type of soil and how dense it is and all that but i don't <laughs> it's just picture the hardest piece of dirt you've ever pictured mm-hmm. okay now just throw that out and picture like steel picture the hardest metal now picture it going through water does it pierce through people's necks yeah if it starts from twenty thousand feet up in the air whatever this guy is spitting like tops 15 feet into the air and somehow hardened dirt is cutting through mud water it's not necessarily dirt it's It's concrete yeah it's like whatever the road is made out of or whatever the i mean this shit is brown whatever the city is made out of. It looks like mud still, because he turns it all melty. But. Still, this would have to fall hundreds of feet or whatever to well, actually that's why have this impact. Bucciarati is relatively unscathed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one does go through his neck, though. He's got yeah. a soft neck, though. Like, I tried to picture it as though, you know, uh, Seko's stand amplifies things or whatever, but it's not like he was spitting with his stand mouth. That would be disgusting, by the way. Ew. It would be gross. Um, anyway, so Bucciarati is getting all spiked up. Uh, we're going to ignore the fact that Mark thinks it makes no sense. I kind of, I kind of agree like with it. you, Mark, but Thank I'm you. just going to accept it. Um, Miles agree with me too. What else can we do but accept it? Yeah, exactly. What are we going to do? We're so it like, goes. No, screw this show. I've had it. I've had enough. I've had it. <laughs> like this is not going to be the last draw. <laughs> this is not going to be it. Um, <laughs> we can right? imagine, like, we can imagine a world where this could work. Yeah. Sure. In this anime, I mean, fine. If he spit it high enough. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so so Bucciolati is trapped in the ground, uh, getting all like stabbed with spikes. And it's a very scary moment. I thought he was going to die. I thought he was going to die too. I was sure that he would die during this fight. He does not though. Yeah, surprised. I mean, he's already kind of dead, but I thought, I thought for sure that this would be the end of Bucciolati. Yeah. And so wait, while this is happening, then we cut back to Polnareff, right? Yes, we cut to Polnareff and he kind of just gives a little, he's like, they need this arrow and... Expository dialogue. And he shows that he, or he says that he got it while fleeing Egypt 
Um, he clearly went to bucciolatigang.com slash gallery.html. There's, there's just like a page with five people on it. There's no like hint of this happening in part three, right? There's no, no sign that he obtains they, they this like, arrow. They like stop seeing each other at the airport. <laughs> like they, they yeah, say goodbye to each it. other at the airport. So we don't know where he got this arrow, when he got this arrow. Right. The arrowhead also has a bug on it. Yeah. Is this a different arrow from the arrow that people use to make in sand users? Yeah. It's a different arrow. I guess. How is I this? think I know the answer. <gasps> oh, and maybe. is it a different arrow from the one that um maybe Black does, Sabbath? Yeah. Maybe it does the opposite. Maybe it's a maybe it's an arrow that takes away your sand. True. Ooh. Maybe it's a totally different arrow. Oh, that would be so cool. Wouldn't that be cool if it does the opposite? Would you would you, Jackie, if you had your power, if you could do it, would you then take everyone's stand away? No way. Only the mean people. Only the people that don't deserve it. That's the ultimate punishment, I think. True. Mm. Uh, one thing I noticed, I think Paul Nerf's voice is different and I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's really? too deep and gravelly. Yeah, he's only 36. Although he's lived a, a rough he's couple of years. He's lived a lot. <laughs> so how long is this, like, how old was he in part three? Like 19? 22 and he's 36 here. So it's been 14 years. His voice is much deeper though. Same voice actor. What? Yeah. Wait. Are you a liar? After no, it looks like it's the same voice actor. Same voice actor, 800 more cigarettes. Fuminori Komatsu. Wow. Yeah. So one thing that Polnareff says that I don't understand is he's like, uh, he's like, there's no point in this, in, in doing this and helping them unless Bucciolati, make, Bucciolati makes it. So Yeah, he says he's going to destroy the arrow if he loses the fight. Right. So... Why is Bucciolati so important? And why is this show now about him? I thought it was about Giorno. And also, Polnareff knows who Dio is, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, why is it Polnareff like... You why? mean not Dio? Yeah, Dio. I'm asking about Dio. Because like, is he going to make the connection? Is Dio's, Giorno is Dio's... Um, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Son. Is he going to be like, y'all look alike. Y'all both say Muda. <laughs> What's going on? What is that from? I don't know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, so do you think he'll make the connection when he meets Jorno? Well, I was hoping he, like, it seems like he knows everything about these people already. Like, why isn't he like, oh, and it's interesting that this kid is Dio's son. Yeah. I don't know. We'll it's see. like he's also a secret, like the boss's I, identity. If Paul Nerf doesn't bring it up, I'm not going to like I'm, I'm going to be upset. You always do this. You always set yourself an if-then statement where you're like, I'm going to hate this. No. Well, <laughs> why are you making your dumb face at me this for? This is called a smile. Well. I'm just smiling at you. Your, it's my dumb, wife. Mark. That's your dumb face. You have a regular smile that is not dumb. And then you have your dumb face. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm just trying to remember what smiling is. Like, what does my smile look like? <laughs> um... No, but for real, like if it doesn't come back, I'm going to be disappointed and I want it to, okay. you know, you know, I'm sure he'll mention it. We'll see. Also, I'm just happy Polnareff is back. I just love when shit comes back around in Jojo. I, Me don't, know too. If, I don't know if I like Polnareff. I would like back. it to happen every three episodes. This is a good argument against part skipping because this is a huge payoff. Yeah. Uh, true. And again, it should happen more often, but it is such a it good doesn't. feeling. I wish Dor. I wish Dio would be back or something. Maybe not Dio, but like something. What if like fucking... What is the point of having Dio's son here? 
without acknowledging. Nobody acknowledges it ever again. Jackie, can you please just like let it. people have their own lives and accomplishments no. without reminding them He's of their, son. their father so much? Chip off the old block. Anyway. And they're all related, right? They should have a family reunion um, in a yeah, way. Yeah, a lot of them are yeah. dead. Who? Dio. Well, yeah, but his other dad, on his other dad's side, you know, like <laughs> you have your mom's side, your dad's side, and your other dad's side. <laughs> you mean George <coughs> Joestar? Yeah. Aren't, isn't he, it, isn't Jorno related to like Jotaro and Josuke? Yeah, but his body Joseph? is Jonathan Joestar, who was born in like the 1800s. They're Bring all him back. Bring yeah, him but his back. dad, his, his dad is dead and his son is dead. They're all dead. <laughs> but they're related. He still has little okay, relatives. Okay, okay. So it should be like, it should be like my family where we only have distant relatives. Well, how distant is, how distant is like Jotaro? So he can hang out with his grandson. Jordan knows, no, he can't. Joseph is dead by now, right? Mm, probably. No, yeah, not. Joseph, Joseph's dead. I think they confirmed that earlier. Mm. Sad. So he, he can hang out with his great grandson, Jotaro, who is busy not helping with Rome burning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he could do. He could meet his great grandson who is older than he is. Is it great grandson? Yes. This is Jonathan had George oh, yeah. the second. Right. George the second had Joseph. Okay. Fair. Jotaro also like killed him too. Wait, no, his great great grandson. Sorry. Jotaro is the grandson of Joseph. So yeah, Jorno could hang out with his great great grandson. Hmm. Great yes. bot. Who killed his other dad. Wow. What a family tree. Yeah, that's yeah. why they made an anime about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess unremarkable people don't get animes made about them. That's true. Um, because this is based on a true story, right? Um, yep. Where the fuck were we? I also, I also am not sure I like Polnareff coming back just to like give them all the answers. I don't know if I like that. I'm telling it's you, he was stupid. running out of time. I was like, oh boy. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> bring back Polnareff. Especially if he doesn't bring up Dio. Sorry. But well, anyway. Uh, where where the fuck were we? So after that Polnareff thing, we go back into the mud ground yes, water yes, thing. Yes, and Bujolati makes a break for it. He's like, ah, and he, just, he starts running towards the underwater. I'm sorry, Mark. He starts yeah. running underwater towards the Colosseum. And Seko is like, oh, he seems like he's running towards the Colosseum. So he chases him. And Bruno pops up and punches a lamppost a million times. So... Yeah. From now on, I kind of don't get it. So he punches this lamp. They're just in like a color. To create a distraction. They're in the brown world. Yeah. But he, he punches a lamppost. From under from under the ground? No, I think I think it's sunk in because he says later that I was waiting for you to sink everything in. So yeah, I guess he sinks. So why isn't everything sinking anyway? What do you mean? Like wouldn't he, as he goes, be like submerging all the cars and things that are on top of the sidewalk? That is what he's doing, I believe. So then what was Bruno waiting for? What was he waiting for? Just this one car to punch? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really understand th- this. But also oh. we noticed that Bucciolati is melting. Like his face is all like yes. gross. So like everything else, Bruno is subject to the to Sanctuary's powers. Right, mm-hmm. which I thought was because... Inanimate object. I was like, oh, he's inanimate. But then later we see him talk about Diavolo's body turning into liquid. And I'm like, what? Um, 
but yeah, sorry. When he cuts down the lamppost, that is, it has not sunk into the liquid water ground. He's doing that just to, well, so Seko thinks that he's slowing him down, that Bruno is making a shitty attempt at slowing him down by throwing pieces in the water to distract him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But somehow... He's creating distractions. Um, Bucciolati's melting. His, finger is, his fingers are bending backwards. They're and just breaking. scary. Yeah. Uh, and he says something about how his heart is stopped. He can't bleed and his eardrums can handle this. And then he like explodes the car tire. Yeah. So... I don't know how that happens. Here's my... Here's what I think happens. So Seko echolocates. That's how he knows where people are underground. Because you He's can't like really. A little dolphin. You Seko the dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> That's the episode title. On Seko Genesis. You know, when you call it, you reduce the chances of it happening. Seko the dolphin. No, that's pretty good. Um, it's great. I can't. I guess because he can't see that well because it's concrete, he uses the sound to see where everyone is. So he must have super sensitive hearing and bruno figures this out and blows up a car to blow out his eardrums Mm -hmm. but because bruno's undead it doesn't affect his eardrums nor does the explosion right next to him are we ever gonna understand his undeadness no (laughs) okay (laughs) normally oh i thought you just meant like in our own minds no like will we ever be able to make sense of this will the show try you know how the show like tries to explain some shit and they like and they're like at least there's like a bullshit reason and you're like okay i understand the bullshit reason so (laughs) because normally mark when something when we ask about something in the future you're like vague about it but today you were just like no Oh, well, let me ask you this. Uh Do you think that they're going to stop and address this again? No. Okay. I really don't. I don't remember, and I don't think so anyway, and I feel pretty good about that. (laughs) So... (laughs) Like, you guys think this is still a mystery? Like, Araki thinks he addressed it. Yeah. That he's in me? (laughs) That he just does... That he... (laughs) That the death just doesn't take? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He's just in a walking coma for three days or whatever it's been yeah and somehow if you don't feel damage it doesn't matter right because he's like i bet my eardrums don't matter like what (laughs) right like what is where is his locomotion coming from if If his heart's not even beating he's not even getting getting blood like to his brain to his brain (laughs) like what's happening to him and he's like maybe because of all my blood not pumping and stuff i don't feel pain he barely has any blood in his body all his body is gone if he's not the one who was a vampire he's just a bag of bones if araki thinks this is a good explanation i don't don't know what to say i think it would have made more sense if this was if somehow it was giorno because giorno at least has like the possibility of being a vampire yeah some vampire shit and like an old a really ancient dad which like kind of doesn't make sense ancient dad (laughs) i don't know man I don't know either. I think I like this episode more now as, <laughs> as I recap it. Yes. <laughs> it's stupid. So what? anyway. But it, I also dislike this episode still. It works. Seko's ears are bleeding and he's very disoriented. Yes. What's weird though is that he then surfaces and that's when it becomes that like that's where he loses is in the environment where his hearing doesn't matter as much. Wouldn't it make sense if he couldn't hear and therefore was blind underwater? Right, and he was like stuck down there forever. Oh, and man. Also, you know what I pictured? And I know I shouldn't try to shoehorn in my own ideas, but it would be what cool I do. if Bruno surfaced and then somehow knocked out 
Seko, and then with Seko knocked out, his stand shuts off, and he just gets crushed by the solid earth. Like oh, while he's under, that'd be so sad. <laughs> Hilarious, you mean? Uh, yeah. And then years from now, after the robot apocalypse, they dig up Rome, and they're like, "What?" Anyway, Mark, that's a really good point. Thank you, thank you. Good short story. But it, you're welcome. That's not how it happens. He gets up and is disoriented. He's run over by several cars. Yeah. Well, his leg getting run over was comedic gold. It was. It just got flattened. It just got flattened like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> but like was it was it a muddy foot? Like was it a muddy leg? Was that how? It, I don't know. No. He's still able to stand on it later. Yeah. If he could mud himself, then he'd be doing that all the time. He'd just be flowing yeah. through the water. He'd and be stuff. like Alex Mack. Yes. <laughs> Um, so he starts to panic and then he's like, where is he? Where, where is Bruno? Where is Bucciolati? And, uh, he's like, how did I make a, how did I mistake a car from him for him? He scares and- off a dog, a cat, a cat. Apparently there is something in the manga they cut out where he tries to fight a girl on a poster or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he, he does that in the, no, he gets, he gets scared by her. Yeah. But in the manga, I think he like tries to attack her. So, which, so what is he blind to? Why is that not still in here? That would have been great. Anyway, Bruno comes up for the killing blow. And Bruno, by the way, he's like, your powers are useless now. And and he's like, he's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I can't let you go. And I was curious to see what he would do, but we never find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because... Um, he grabs the boss who happens to be right there. He grabs a kid that has pink hair and obviously right away I knew it was the boss. Um, but Dopio. Maybe, but maybe it's harder to tell in the manga. I imagine if everything's like black and white, it could, it, with you know, it just looks like a kid with a hat. I don't know. I think that's, I think we're supposed to know because that makes it more tense because you're like, oh shit, the boss yeah. is right here. What's going to happen? Right. I don't think it's supposed to be hidden. Well, I think in the manga it could have been, but well, anyway. I'm opening the manga right now. Um, so he grabs, he grabs the kid and dopio and uh he holds him hostage and um he he this is when he says to himself out loud it's easier for me to just work for the organization instead of trying to take down the boss by myself um and uh butchelati just starts moving towards seko and the kid and you know he's holding this kid hostage like you shouldn't do that because they might just like go crazy and kill somebody and uh seko is like i'll kill him don't think i won't i'll fucking kill him and bucciolati like punches a hole through the kid like unzips the kid's chest topio's chest punches a hole through it and punches seko is that what happens i don't get what happens to seko it it looks like his arm is like attached to his face for some reason but i don't understand what bruno did oh he like he unzips his chest but has to go through his hand to do it so I think Seko just realizes like, oh shit, he cut me open. I just haven't unzipped yet, you know? Like he has a zipper in a vital place. Oh. And I guess if he like moves the wrong way, then he'll might, he might unzip and his body will, you know, his heart will fall out. By the way, real fast, I was going to look up something in the manga. I wanted to see him fight uh, the woman and he kind of does here. But can you guys just look at the <laughs> his face in the panels where he gets his foot run over by a car? I think it's really funny oh, looking. No. He's like, ah! <laughs> Uh, listeners do yourself a favor and look up chapter <laughs> 567 uh, of the manga and look for uh, Seko's face when he's getting run over and uh, he does indeed punch the poster Aww. with the woman that poor poster um, just while kind of confused don't I'm gonna I'm take a- this time just to say once again man the manga looks fucking good it I, does look good I would find chapter 567 anyways um so anyway. yeah seko is like oh he reached me somehow which again i don't know 
why is he wrong there? It's I, not like he said, I didn't think he'd go through the kid. Like, he knew already, like, I'm out of your range. Even I could tell he was going to go through the kid. Yeah. Which, I don't know anything. I think Seko's supposed to be kind of stupid, you know? But he's not. Is he? I don't know. He is kind of stupid. He's very single-minded. Yeah. Like, we don't get a sense yeah. that it, there's a lot of, like, nuance to what he's doing. I guess. He just hunts you and hunts you and hunts you until you're dead. Sure. But he stumbles right into a garbage truck. I just hate writing that's like, sorry, that's like, I'm too far for you to hit me. Oh, you hit me. That to me is like, well, that wasn't clever. I feel you. Or fun to see. Yeah, so I feel you. I, it should have been that he's like, whoa, you actually punched through a child? You're a fucking nut bar, which <laughs> is what Josuke does to uh, that one mugger in the beginning of part four and puts a knife in him anyway shout out to josuke shout outs to josuke so seko stumbles into a passing garbage truck which happens to be the same exact garbage truck chocolata was in Aww. and you could hear him going like oh my god chocolata chocolata he goes oh chocolata yeah i love that it was a little bit stupid so they died together in the trash where they belong <laughs> yeah they're still alive as far as i know mm, right in your heart in my heart um why i don't get why he just it seemed like he just did it on purpose that he just walked into this garbage truck yeah it was a we it was weirdly animated it didn't seem like he stumbled into it or whatever i wrote down that bucciolati his eyes are blurring but i don't know why he says like my eyes are blurring he's talking about his own body deteriorating yeah uh, okay and he Got says it. like my the vision, death is yeah. finally taking i guess because doesn't he know what the boss looks like at this point wouldn't he have been able to recognize uh dopio no no why not i, I don't think they, they ever saw him i thought they all knew what the boss they see like his because they they saw the image oh yeah you're they right saw the image. they see the other uh, face in the relief but the face i don't know oh i'm maybe, sorry maybe his eyes are just blurry and that's why sorry to go back a bit it's because seko was like uh when he said he's out of range he's like oh you only grazed me but it's like i think Puchalotti used his outstretched arm as a means of creating a zipper to his chest whatever sorry Anyway, um, explain that, Mark. I don't know. I guess it's, I think it's not that distinctive a face, like the pink hair and stuff, blinds mm-hmm. Bucciolati. Oh, no. He said his eyes are blurring. Maybe he can, blurring. can Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Because uh, Dopio is right there. And uh, he... Uh, oh, yeah. He says that he got there because he was tracing the signal on Seko's phone. So that's how he ended up there in the first place. It's and it's, not, weird it's not just a the, coincidence. The boss has a real ass phone for once. I guess, yeah. yeah finally. Oh, and he says uh, he says that he saw what was going to happen, but he knew that Bucciolati wouldn't hurt a kid, so that's why he like didn't do anything about it. Yeah. That's it. So the episode ends, and he's he lifts his hand as if he's about to kill Bucciolati. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. So maybe they'll fight. Yeah, he looks like he's about to karate chop his shoulder off again. Also, in the manga, it's just Seko bleeding, wounded, with worried about his zipper. Is like, shit, I got to go get rid of the zipper. And then he just like turns and there's the garbage truck. Like he just turned o- away and it was right there and he <laughs> fell into it. It's very silly. Um, and it's a very unceremonious end. The anime or manga does not stop to go, Seko, whatever, whatever, retired or dead. Pieces of shit. No well, soft. They, they wet- don't really do that at all this, se- this arc, I think, this season. True. But I don't know, Chocolata like fell in the trash compactor and then we see the, uh, the like the trash thing and then we see it like slowly close on him. Mm-hmm. He just gets like, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 get him out of here. So this episode reminded me that we haven't had a lot of like simultaneous fighting in this arc. Like we had a lot of it in part mm. three and there was a whole like 
two or three episodes of it in part four. What do you mean simultaneous fighting? Like where multiple members of the group are waging battles at the same time. Mm, okay. um, and we haven't really had that this arc. But this we only had it for like a, the beginning of this episode. Where is really. everyone? Well, Jorno and Mista are still on top of the roof, I guess. We don't know what they're doing. We don't cut mm. to Polnara fighting slow Wi-Fi, like lack of internet for his laptop. Right. So he just cached the one page that just shows the people's pictures and names. Yes. I mean, That's back right. then there was no Wi-Fi. And then he just plays that stupid hopping bird game on Google Chrome. They don't have any of that, Mark. This is like 1998 or whatever. I, I remember that year very well. I, I was doing all of those things. <laughs> you had Wi-Fi? I had Wi-Fi A. No, they must have had. Maybe they did have Wi-Fi, but it was shitty. Probably sucked ass. It was like 1G. (laughs) You have to to attach a fucking rotary telephone to the back of your computer. And then your mom picks up the phone and you're like, now, mom, I was researching the mafia. I still don't. I I don't. I didn't love this episode. It's fine. It has to happen. But there was more. I wish I kind of just wish. Some of the fight is interesting, but I kind of just wish this guy was taken out quicker. I thought the fight was really good, but you're right. It could have been shorter. I wish they just cut out this fight, like just killed him right away. Just for it to not be emotional when it could have been emotional for Seko and for it to unceremoniously just be like, anyway, a more important villain is here. It just felt sort of like, oh, well, then why did I just watch all that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's like it it gets you to where we need them to be next episode. Basically. I think the fight against Green Day was a little more interesting because it, it yeah there were kind of natural stages of it like as he revealed more of his abilities yeah and that happened a little bit with this but it was still sort of one note I I don't know I like the space underground space exploration of it but it did get a little too abstract and. In the the one you're talking about, Jorno versus Chocolata, there's more like philosophy, like yelling at each other back and forth, even though it's especially stupid when we realize that somehow Chocolata was leaving love voicemails to his boyfriend. Um, but Which it's, is the, rude. it's that thing of being like, haha, well, you did this. And they're like, you know, I was thinking about what makes a true warrior or whatever. And then they just talk for a while. Um, but I do like this one. And I think this is more Bucciolati's character to just be like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. I'm just going to kill you. Well, it took him the whole episode. It did take him the whole episode. <laughs> well, when you get older, Might your body well starts breaking down. a little bit, just to break it up. Yeah, you know. Just you, say something next time, Butrali. The other thing is, this, this episode is pretty much mostly from Seko's perspective, wasn't it? Because you hear all his thoughts. You, I don't feel like, do you really hear any of Butrali's thoughts? Not really. Yeah. So that also, I didn't like that. Because who, who brain cares? don't work anymore, Who probably. cares about Seko? Yeah, his brain doesn't work. Who I liked about his, Seko? his voice acting, though. It was It was interesting. I didn't like him as a character, though. Mm. I think they ruined him. <laughs> they should have made Seco? him be really upset with love for Chocolata. It is a little weird. Araki gives us a couple and then is like, yeah, but no. Yeah. Never, not that I really care. He I don't care about him. anything. But then I was like, what What about your BDSM relationship? You're just okay with losing well, that? Well, the thing about BDSM relationships is once one of you dies, you are completely uh, removed from your fetish. It you, just, you just hate BDSM <laughs> it now. It just vanishes and you're oh, like, wow. I hate this suit. It's so sweaty. Good app. It probably is really smelly. Not it really. Is, it is. O- a- okay, app. Okay, app. Fine, app. Took us where we needed to go. I'm this happy. podcast I'm, felt pretty good. I'm happy to see Polnareff. It served a purpose, right? Thanks for listening, everyone. Sure. 
If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, you should probably do it. You just look up JoJo's Bizarre Podcast on iTunes. Um, and if you want to write to us, like I said, JoJo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at JJB Pod. But more importantly, enjoy JoJo this coming Friday. Or don't. Bye. Up to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.